0: Simple Life Together, Episode 66. The best way to predict your future is to create it.
1: Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes.
0: And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last episode of the show, we talked all about strategic simplicity And a simple tool we use to help us plan and shape our simple life together, where you are systematic about your ideation by looking outward, looking inward, looking backward, and then looking forward. Now on today's show, we're going to discuss some ways we are taking the strategic simplicity from the ideation and planning stages and really making progress to turn it into our
1: reality. So back in episode number 38... We talked about the concept of preparation meets opportunity, and you may recall a few lines from that show that went like this. When you're working on that life plan or your dreams and goals, prepare for those opportunities that you want to come along. I'm a firm believer that you can determine your own destiny if you make your own future. Shape it yourself. Sure, you'll have obstacles along the way, but you'll also find encouragement and inspiration too. So that's what we want to talk about today. We want to give you a little bit of context for our journey by connecting some of the dots and the reasons that uh, if you've been listening a while, you'll be familiar with some of the back episodes. But now you're going to see exactly why we picked some of the subjects that we did. And if you're new to the show and we have more and more people joining us each week, then this is going to be a great jumping on point for where we are and how we got here. So the what's in it for you is this taking deliberate, small steps forward from that ideation phase that we talked about on the last show is going to help you shape your own journey to live simply. The best way to predict your future is to create it. That's a great way to think about it. So thanks, Mr. Lincoln, for that fine quote and also the title of today's episode.
0: But before we start, we owe you some additional backstory. You know, Dan loves his frameworks, right, babe? I do.
1: You know, I'm a framework guy.
0: <laughs> so I think a bit of an introduction to the framework we're, that we're going to be working in um, or working with is probably due. I right? need to reveal yeah. that to the listeners. I think so. Um, yep. And it's another military lesson, and we haven't had one of those in a while. So settle in for a minute or two, okay? Babe, why don't you go ahead and share the framework you use for our plan?
1: All right. Everybody take a an knee and I'll get started. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. So this framework that we used, and I still use it all the time, is called the troop leading procedures. And it's not a checklist for leadership. It's more, well, like you said, Vanessa, it's a framework for planning and for execution steps. And I used to use this with my troops. I used to teach it and evaluate my students on this and encourage others to use it too. And thankfully... Many of them have gone on to become some of the finest leaders in their field, and it doesn't matter if they're ground pounders or door kickers or some are fighter pilots, bomber pilots, infantry officers, special operators, and heck, even admin officers, planners and acquisition officers, and even attorneys, you name it, they can all use this tool. And from young enlisted folks to folks that are command chief master sergeants and sergeants, majors, and heck, even general officers that I know. And I used to pound this troop leading procedure framework into them. And if they could use it effectively, it really helps to help them formulate a plan on the run. It becomes automatic after a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, so why was I such a big proponent of this framework? Because it works. <laughs> so but that said, this episode isn't about leading troops, and it's not about the troop leading procedures. It's about how we've used it for things that we've done to achieve our desired lifestyle, or at least work towards it. And we just thought you'd appreciate knowing the tool that we'd like to use, and we adapt it a little bit here and there, and, um, and if it works for you, that's great. And maybe I'll do a poster or something someday down the road on troop-leading procedures if anybody's interested. I don't know. But <laughs> cool. So there's uh, eight steps, and uh, I'll list those out for you real quick, and then I'll come back and I'll give a real brief explanation of each. And we're not going to go in-depth on this, but... The first one is receive mission, then issue a warning order, make a tentative plan, initiate movement, conduct reconnaissance, complete the plan, issue the completed plan, and supervise and refine. All right, so those are the steps. I'm going to just kind of break down a little bit of, of, uh, each one of those, not all of them, but the ones that we're at now. So the first one is receive a mission. So in the military, you're told to do something, take that hill, Uh you know, whatever. Um, and so you're either told to do something or you decide to do something if you're the leader to, to, uh, either react or be proactive. And, uh, in life, it's the same way. You kind of decide what you want to do and how you want to spend your life. We, we determine that in our life plan, uh-huh. right, is this is how we want to live. This is our mission. Right. And so from, it could
0: be kind of like a goal, too. I mean, it's like sure, there's, there's yeah. either a goal or maybe something happens, an event happens in your life, so then that becomes a new mission or something that you have to tackle right. and take or on. Right, or
1: calling, what yeah. have you. Exactly. So that's the receive mission. The issue of warning order part, that's basically just a heads up, all right? Remember um, in our About video, and we've told this a few times on the show, too, but when we were flying into PDX and I leaned over and said I don't know what we're going to get from this conference but I know one thing I want our lives to be simpler mm-hmm. and you were had been thinking about that too on your own and on your own and we were doing it separately and then we both realized that that okay well yeah. This is the warning order. This is the heads up. We're yeah, going to be changing our lives, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, he mentioned it first, so he was issuing me the warning order. But right. that, It's all good. I took it. <laughs> but
1: um, so the next step is make a tentative plan, which we did. And part of life planning is you make that tentative plan. There's, you know, uh, we talk about it all the time that no plan Uh, survives first enemy contact, you know? And so you can have the best plan in the world, but life is going to happen to you and you're going to have to adapt your plan or change your plan or fall back and punt, you know? So you make a tentative plan. And then the next phase is called initiate movement. And that's where we're going to kind of focus on today, that initiate movement. And what that means is you start to, even, even though the plan is not complete yet, you don't know the final plan, There are things you have to do now to get you ready for executing that plan later on, or you're, it's a, it's shaping operations. You're shaping things to happen Mm -hmm. because you want to affect a desired outcome. Like Mr. Lincoln said, right? You, if you, you want to predict the future, create it. So you're doing the things that you can now, things that are within your control to help you create that outcome that you want. And that's, uh, where a lot of the things that we've been discussing on the show are falling into this. And we'll cover a few of those, and we'll talk about some previous episodes where we mentioned some of these things right. and how it's affecting us. So moving on on the explanation, the next thing is conduct reconnaissance. We are going to be in that phase where we talked last show, it was kind of focused around that tool. But the way we said how we use the, that, that tool for strategic ideation Mm -hmm. was we were going to be looking around to see where we wanted to live to settle down Mm -hmm. so we're going to do that in this conduct reconnaissance phase and we're going to have a couple trips planned this summer on the east coast and out west and then we've been talking about possibly doing a year on the road and the teardrop that will be reconnaissance and so forth and then complete the plan. I think everybody knows what that is. You, you've had, you get gathered all this intelligence. You have a better idea of what you want the outcome to be. and formulate and,
0: a better plan than just the initial tentative of one. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. And so then you issue the completed plan and that's when you... That's
0: a go. We're doing yeah, it. Yeah,
1: we're doing it. Like you they know, they the troops are getting ready. In our case, the kids are getting ready. We're going to be doing certain things. And then you supervise and refine. And that, what that means is you supervise the execution of that plan. There may be and the military side, there may be rehearsals and so forth. But, you know, and, none, and these don't always have to happen in order. Sometimes they meld over into, and the steps get a little blurred. So even in part of reconnaissance, where we're going to check out other places of the country, we're going to be living in the teardrop. Well, that's kind of a um, uh, rehearsal yeah. for, sure. for, you know, how simple we're... Li- s- simple living. Simple right? living, exactly. Uh-huh. And some of the things we're doing now are prepping for that. Very cool. So again, most of what we talk about today is going to fall into that initiate movement phase.
0: Yeah, you know, like we said earlier, you'll see how a lot of our past episodes relate to the things we are doing in the initiate movement step of the troop leading procedures that Dan just talked about, uh, which is moving us forward our simple life goals. So right. We're going to go over some of the those episodes and some of the things that we're doing, but in no particular order, <laughs> right. are some of the things that we've done in our still doing or getting ready to do to move us forward. And this is kind of piggybacking on the concept of last week's or uh, the last episode we did, right? Strategic simplicity or strategic ideation, if you will. And uh, and we're just kind of, we want to show you and, and explain to you kind of the things that we have done or are doing or planning to do.
1: All right. So the first one we want to hit really is the edit and forget it challenge. All right. We talked about edit and forget it. We introduced it in episode nine.
0: Well, that was early
1: on. It was. Doesn't that seem like a long time ago?
0: It does now, but we talk about it all the time. Well, it was
1: 55 episodes ago. Wow. But the Edit and Forget a Challenge has fulfilled a lot of objectives for us, and I just wanted to mention a few. It helped us to loosen our grip on stuff uh, physically, emotionally, and intellectually. And by intellectually, I mean that uh, buying became kind of a lazy, default, easy button that overrode... The acts of contemplation. You know, I talk about a lot about contemplation. Mm-hmm. And so when you contemplate, you consider whether or not you really need something. Mm-hmm. It also overrode innovation. So, you know, that process of what else could I use? If I don't automatically go buy something, what else can I use? How do I get access to that? Mm-hmm. Can I borrow it? Can I rent it? Is there some type of share economy thing? Like um, uh, there's lots of new share economy businesses out there, like share a ride. Oh, and um, Uber is another one where, you know, people, um, you can, when you go to a town, you can uh, call Uber instead of a cab, right? Okay. And then there's Airbnb where people have their house oh, and they awesome. rent a portion of their house out. And we've mm-hmm. used that a few times. Mm-hmm. So by automatically uh, buying something, it was the default button. And it also, that stole patience. You know, do I need this thing now? Yeah. And appreciation as well. Are you caring for what you have now so it can serve you long term? So there's lots of things that became lazy uh, that can make you become lazy just by automatically purchasing something, just that consumer mentality. Yeah,
0: and I tell you, that easy button, I joke a lot of times, it's the easy button, let me hit the easy button. Like when I'm exhausted or tired, I just can't think. It's so tempting to just hit that easy button. But usually... It's just going to be a lot more work in the end, in the long run, right. you know. Um, and so I think I love I love that you how you put that is that you know by intellectually that we it became lazy and we overrode those those other things that those other processes of you know the contemplation, the innovation, the patience, the appreciation, which we are now starting to reuse again right. and and right. kind of you know hone our intellectual skills again, right? And, and exactly, looping those gears up. So. <laughs>
1: Edit and forget it also helped us develop new habits towards spending. Like, you know, when you're going to get rid of something, whether it's you're going to donate it or try and sell it or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you're looking at it and you're like, why did I ever buy this? You know, and and you kick yourself around a little bit. And, you know, sometimes you need it. I think it's kind of a process that everybody goes through, but they get to a point that they, you can go through it so many times, it becomes self defeating. So you got to give yourself a break eventually. But there comes a point where you learn that lesson and you, and it, and it, Uh, helps you prevent uh, doing that down the road.
0: Yeah, we had someone write in uh, specifically about that, about how you don't really appreciate things until you go through the motions first and go right. through those kind of things. So, yeah, I'm with you on that.
1: Yeah, and, and I didn't forget it taught us to be more deliberate about what we buy. So that's the, that's the inverse of this. That's the lesson we learn. You are deliberate, more deliberate about what you buy. You are more deliberate about things that you allow into your lives, whether those are things or circumstances or commitments or events mm-hmm. or whatever. So I didn't forget it helped us to learn that. It also helped us physically downsize our stuff, so we can achieve the goal of living in a smaller home that's customized to our lifestyle now and long term. Right. Right. And we talked about, um, in, geez, I forget the which episode number it was, but it was, it's all about the choices you make. Right. Oh, you think, you me. think about that. I have it written down over here. I'm gonna go grab it. Okay. Okay. Almost done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm back. I'm back. So, um, it was episode 32. All right. So, it's okay. all about the choices that you make. So, that's another thing that Edit and Forget It has helped us to, um, I guess, grasp a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So it'll enable us to have that smaller home that we want. And I didn't forget it continues to challenge us. We we recently did another full frontal assault on the garage, <laughs> right? And did we talk about that in one no, of the shows? We, I, I
0: don't know that we talked about it.
1: I know we mentioned it on the Facebook page.
0: Oh, yeah, we did. That's right. But we did not mention it on the last show. Right. And it was awesome. We ended up getting rid of over 700 items again.
1: That's crazy.
0: It is because we got rid of... Over two thousand just from the garage alone last year, and yes, that included a bunch of little things, little yeah. screws and bolts and all that kind of good stuff. But it was a big chunk of stuff. I mean, half of our front yard on this uh, assault <laughs> was filled, and luckily we had some neighbors down the road that, and they had some family in town, and they they just kind of took the whole thing. It's like it was a free garage sale.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad <laughs> free they yard could use it. Sale. I think we maybe maybe we did mention that.
0: I don't know. I don't remember,
1: but. Um, regardless, getting rid of the stuff was a big thing, but another part of the edit is not just getting rid of things, but it's also um, – uh, what's a good phrase for it? Uh, it's about how you store them, and it's it's kind of in, from an organizational perspective. But we, um, we just rearranged the shelves quite a bit. Now, getting rid of things freed up some space, and then we were able to re- rearrange the shelves, and that, to me, made – the lion's share of the difference is mm-hmm. just making additional s- clear space.
0: And what if we did we do though before we started that assault on the garage? I looked at you and I said, "Well, what do you want?" Because Dan, when it comes to the garage, the organizing projects, he he lets me take the lead there, and he's just so. I said, "Okay, tell me what, what are your goals? Yeah. What do you want this to look like?"
1: I don't let you take the lead. I need you <laughs> to take the lead. <laughs> All, yeah, right? True, true. All right, true. <laughs> I know it sounds kind of
0: weird how I said it, but it's like. Because um, it's the garage has uh, the majority of your stuff in it, right? Know, but
1: you're the I, pro. I know. I mean, I'm pretty good at when it comes. To, uh, I like, just trust oh, me, go. I got this. I got there this. You go. Just <laughs>
0: follow me. But uh, but yeah, I just was. I was like, what do you want this to look like? And and what is your goal here? And you're like, I want to eliminate. The, this many bins, I want to have this freed up. I want these aisleways open to where we, when the camper's parked in there, when the doors are open, we can walk freely without fearing that we're going to bump into it or dent it and, and get aggravated in the process. And so, okay, so that was our goal. And we sticking to that end state, right? Right. We were able to really make some dramatic progress and uh, in the garage. So it was
1: good. We, we did. And it helped us identify... Um, Going through that process, I identified some of our pain points that were there in the garage, kind of like you just mentioned, yeah. and really truly solved them. And, and just from a stuff perspective, we eliminated duplicates, triplicates, and quadruplicates, I think in some cases, of hand tools. <laughs> and it, by doing that, it allowed me to find what I needed so much more quickly. Uh, and we've talked about margin time uh-huh. and margin in general. Remember, I th- we described it as... Uh, the margin or the border around a painting—that's what helps you appreciate the art that's in the middle—is right. that that empty space around the outside. Well, it's the same thing with just physical stuff in the garage. We we got margin, especially around our teardrop, you know, okay. so we can operate around that and so forth. Yeah, and we eliminated some of the big space stealers without sacrificing our storage capability. And it, like I said, it opened up a lot of floor space. Floor space <laughs> that was formerly taken up by yard tools and all of that was kind of encroaching on the main area of the garage. Yeah. And I know we still have more to go. Um, not that we have so much stuff, but when you're fine tuning to get where you really want to be, it takes time. It does. It really takes time. And, um, but it's a huge lesson in this initiate movement phase. This edit and forget. It was a, it was a catalyst for us for the way we want to live our lives and prepare to live that lives down the road. Yeah, right? and
0: that's that's the first step in anything, especially if you want to live a simple life or you want to simplify any particular area of your life, you have to edit. Right. Edit, and you're even constantly if it's, revisiting it.
1: Even if it's your business, and I know you've worked with businesses, I've worked with folks on honing their processes and, and so forth, and when we're doing some coaching stuff, it, it's helping them go through that ideation phase but then initiate... Things to actual to no kidding take action.
0: Mm-hmm. Now in episode forty two, the upside of downsizing, we took a look at some of the benefits of downsizing. So this is another thing that we did to get us in that you know the initiate movement phase here to start taking actions on, on some things. And so the forget it challenge kind of played into us downsizing. You know what's funny, Dan, is that whenever folks ask, you know, what I do or of course I tell him I'm a professional organizer, I also am a podcaster, and you know, I'm a wannabe minimalist. And basically my husband and I were downsizing in our forties as opposed to our sixties, is kind of how right. I put it. And yeah. they're like, really? And it's like sparks interest. So yeah. downsizing includes not just your stuff, but your commitments and your obligations. And Dan just mentioned that. But when you downsize, the whole purpose was it, it saves you money and it saves you time now. And you can direct those resources, your money, and your time towards other important goals, right? Right. And the thing about downsizing is that things tend to run more efficiently. You know, you have less to care for, so that means you usually have less stress and confusion. <laughs> yeah. uh, a smaller home simply equals smaller utility bills, and systems just don't have to work so hard. I mean, it's just kind of basic math, I guess. Yeah. Right? Um, and another thing, you can decrease the chance of a major inconvenience to loved ones if you downsize now instead of having to wait to ask for their help when you have to downsize. yes, That's huge. Because I always say, what are you doing with all this stuff? What are your intentions? And they don't have any idea. I say, well, then if you don't do anything about it now, you're just passing it off to later. And, you, and chances are you may be passing that off to your family and friends. And that's the last thing that you want them to have to deal with.
1: You know, when you were talking about how it saves time, uh, the one thing that ran, ran through my head was when you're – when working with you work with your clients. I work with coaching folks. They don't have to wait 20 or 25 years until even if they're in a job where it is quite a while before they retire. There's so many things that, that they can do now to in this initiate movement phase of their lives to make it so much easier to with when they're done, they much can smooth
0: transition, much smoother transition mm-hmm.
1: and helping them, helping people through that process is I mean really that's priceless. Mm-hmm. When you, because the time we've talked about it before, it's the one thing that we it's totally democratized. It doesn't matter how much money you have, <laughs> uh, you, you can't buy another second. You can't buy another minute of time. Right. You can outsource some things, but even that is a pain. You know, you have to <laughs> shrink shrink your world uh, physically to to increase your ability to have some some freedom.
0: Right, and I just just can't stand the fact that downsizing is automatically associated with when you're, you know, retirement age and all that good stuff. Like, why can't we do that now? You know, why can't you do that now and and be in control? Because see, the the cool thing about downsizing, especially downsizing now, is it, it can give you a sense of control. You know, you're doing it on your terms as opposed to waiting until you have to, like we're discussing right now. And like I just said, it can eliminate undue stress and resentment.
1: It sure can. And one of the things we did hit pretty hard in that episode was, um, and that's, so, I know we talked about it in the episode, but when we did the blog post for the episode, I put a couple of um, screenshots in there from Google where I just Googled downsizing and it's—and sh- and all of the results were negative, imp- the negative uh, connotation of downsizing right. and very few were the positive uh, connotations of downsizing.
0: That's so true, because downsizing has a funny way of simplifying your life overall. Yep. I mean, and, and when you simplify, you're more focused on your life goals, you're more deliberate with your purchases, and more in tune with what's important to you, like family, relationships, your health, and on and on. And you're so right. It's, you know, there's that negative connotation to it, but it has so many positive side effects right. when you downsize. Right. So. So that was one thing that we had talked about in a previous episode and it's something that we are doing now in our initiate movement phase.
1: Right. And I know we already mentioned episode 38, the preparation meets opportunity one, but also in episode 54, the setting limits to simplify your life episode. Um, we discussed some concepts that have really worked and continue to work for us. And the first and foremost of those are we developed our five pillars and our goals within those pillars to keep us on track and focused and remember those are faith family finances fitness and freedom and uh, we sold our land which is a huge step in our initiate movement phase and enabled us to do a lot of things because we had already decided we're not going to use that land because we couldn't build the house style that we wanted on it Mm -hmm. we wanted smaller we weren't able to do that so it made sense for us to sell that land and the market was right and we sold it to the first people who looked at it. It was fantastic, and ho- hopefully they're enjoying it as well. But that freed us up. Um, it allowed us to buy our our teardrop camper outright, which fits in with our plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we paid off uh, a couple of things early, and uh, that alone fulfilled a lot of things that we wanted to do with our goals and our priorities, and uh, and enabled things for other things for us to do right. within um within this whole preparation time of uh you know I, I guess it sounds weird to say our preparation time for the rest of our lives because it's a journey now you got to enjoy, enjoy the journey now and we are and we are but it's we're doing some things really really deliberately and in preparation for living small we've established some boundaries within that as well like limiting how big our home is going to be uh, we mentioned edit and forget it. We're trying to limit our possessions now, and heck, in the last oh, just over a year, year and a half, maybe I guess we've gotten rid of you know five thousand things probably, mm-hmm. and um, and we're preparing to go down to one car as soon as we can. We we got rid of cable. Um, we edited some of our obligations and commitments, and limited ourselves. Even our even the teardrop. Remember when we first started looking at trailers. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about that before and you're going to mention that later on but even just getting that trailer the one that we did that camper it was it was a strategic move mm-hmm. and right in line with where we want the way we want to live.
0: Right. And that was one of the catalysts to us wanting to live a simpler life. I think when we were shopping for or just looking yeah. at those class A RVs that was right before the warning order as far as I want to live a simpler life. I think that really probably got you thinking about what are we thinking? <laughs> yeah. But the whole purpose of a camper was to help us travel more because that was one of our life goals, right? That's one of our, our priorities in life too. Right. To be with family and all that good stuff.
1: Well, you know, in some of, some of the, the goals that we had on that was we wanted to be able to travel. We wanted to have family around. We wanted to spend more time outdoors and doing things that are more active. And why... When we were going through that, why we even thought class A motorhome. I don't know if I was trying to like relive a rock star fantasy or something like that, you know, traveling around on my tour bus.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so funny. We thought that was going to be the answer to our traveling dreams. But after we really started to contemplate, we realized it would be more restrictive. Yeah. I I mean, really? It was going to cost us more to own it. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like taking on another mortgage. Um, And then it would restrict us from places that we could actually. Travel, it was going to be difficult to maintain it. I mean, yeah. there's, there's all these different costs. We'd have to find a place to store it because it wouldn't fit in our garage. Luckily, our <laughs> tiny <Right>. camper does. <laughs> and we'd always have to find a place to kind of hook up and charge generators and stuff like that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's um it's self contained to a certain extent, but um, you know, one of the big problems with the bigger campers is you can't take them everywhere you want to go a lot of a lot of national parks you can't even take them in there and so just the price
0: have to have another car towed behind it so you can just travel to little grocery stores a lot of people do to. that so of course we decided on our teardrop camper because it was we just realized that was going to be a better fit for us and you know although by design it limits us to what and how much we can take it gives us way more freedom and growth to our time our money and places that we can actually travel and visit
1: well that's the key thing there is by design, it does that you know it limits us we so we can't go overboard we have it's forty square feet fifty square feet for the whole thing, and so there's only so much you can fit in that and the same thing goes for our jeep. we knew we eventually wanted a four wheel drive altering vehicle that we could take and go off road and access places that we uh that we couldn't access on our regular s u v and so uh and we'd been saving up for uh, for a Jeep and it just so happens we had some major <laughs> vehicle issues oh, and and ended up uh like I said life threw a curveball at us and we had to buy it sooner than we expected. Luckily we got a higher trade in value for our um uh, for our uh the vehicle that we did have and so forth. And so we ended up um Luckily, in this case, preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. Uh, opportunity, opportunity crossed a little sooner than preparation <laughs> did. But, but
0: um, honestly, no, all the preparation financially and yeah. and all that stuff because that really helped with getting a great deal on the Jeep and yeah. being able to not have to bat an eye too much, right? To get
1: it. And the thing is, it we're again we're restricted on the storage space, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. We wanted that; it gets us where we want to go. It's a great tow vehicle. Great. Uh, Thing to pair up with uh, our teardrop,
0: right? So, an added benefit to our tiny camper is that it really has given us a taste of living small, which is our end goal, right? Just we want to live small. Right
1: now, this isn't this isn't the camper show. It sounds know, like it, but for yeah. us, it is. For us, it's a big part of this initiate movement phase,
0: right? So, we mentioned that we actually camped uh, for three weeks. We've mentioned this on a previous uh, episode that we camped for three weeks in this 50-square-foot little loner teardrop camper last summer, and it was fabulous. You know, we learned how to plan simple meals, how to pack even lighter for the trip, and how to create simple routines just as we would in our normal home. They were just a little different and on a smaller scale. Right. But honestly, we didn't miss all the luxuries of our 1,800-square-foot home. <laughs> that actually doesn't seem too huge. Right. The home we have now is only 1,800 square feet, but to us it's big. That's but twice what we need,
1: yeah. at least. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, like I said, we didn't miss all the luxuries that 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 our current home has to offer. Matter of fact, the only thing that I missed was having my my own bathroom, but that but that's it really.
1: I see. I I was just the opposite. I had the whole world as my bathroom.
0: Oh, uh, must be nice to be a guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't even miss our laundry room, because you know what was cool is that we would just make weekly trips to the laundromat and we could do all the loads at once. Like, I can't do that at home. I can only do one load at a time. But if there was enough washers available, we could do, like, you know, five yep. loads at a time if we wanted to. Although, when we pack light, you don't, you probably only have two loads, really. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we had. We had small loads of laundry because we packed light for our trips. But, uh, but you know, I didn't even miss our big kitchen. Although, our kitchen is incredibly lovely and my favorite room in the entire home. It's it's. Awesome, but I didn't even miss that. I didn't even miss our backyard or the home office shed quarters because the views out camping were way better than our backyard. And uh, not having a home office actually helped us curb our digital addiction, didn't it? Yeah, it was. Well, I don't know if
1: I'd call it an addiction, but
0: oh, yes, it is. (laughs) It so is for you. Sorry, babe. It's all good. (laughs) So basically the camper solidified the idea that we can live small and still be happy, if not more so.
1: So, you know, all of these things are really just examples of how we use the tools of strategic simplicity or that uh, systematic ideation that we talked about uh, in the last show. And we use those to move us forward in our journey of living simpler, um, In lots of different areas of our lives, from ideation to initiation, you can see how systematically looking at things in your life can really help move you forward, no matter what your goals and dreams are. Doing something now to affect the change that you want to see Mm -hmm. or the circumstance that you want to happen in the long run. There's so much you can do right now.
0: So now our next phase for us is going to be to conduct reconnaissance, right? Right. The troop leading procedures we've got to conduct some recon and we'll be doing some of this recon this summer on our trips like you had mentioned earlier. We've got two big trips planned this summer. Uh, both to the east, to northern Arizona, where I went to...
1: Well, that's west. Oh, yep.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> west.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're starting off in the east. I'll
0: start start off the east. We're going to make a trip up through the Appalachian Mountains and I'll like, a step up to the northeast a little bit. Yeah. Uh, going through the Adirondacks down into Buffalo and spending some time there with family. And then uh, a little while later, after we get back home, then we're going to take a second trip to the west. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, To Northern Arizona—that's where I went to college. Dan's laughing at me Hit over Colorado here. Hit Colorado
1: along the way. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> uh,
0: it's amazing that I was the one who would drive all these uh, field grade officers around when I was in Cutter uh, and in Doha, and uh, I was the force protection officer over there and for this group I was working with, and they—they're like. Vanessa, I need you to drive me around, and I cannot believe I found my way around. I knew exactly where it's going all the time, but here, I obviously don't even know my west from the east, or north and south. It's all good. Oh boy, I got you you back.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely be uh, doing some good uh, leaders reconnaissance on those different places. Yeah.
0: So not just this trip, but other trips. You know, probably over the next couple of years, you know, we're going to be doing this recon on the ideal places for us to live, or that we places that we'd like to live, and. The whole thing is that we dreamed it, we developed some criteria of the ideal place for us, which is what we discussed in the last episode, episode 65, and now we're executing part of the plan by visiting places before we move on to the final troop leading procedure steps of complete and issue the final plan, which of course for us is moving to a place we will
1: eventually call home. Awesome. And you know, we've had some folks tell us, uh, we've had people tell us where to go. No, (laughs) we've had some folks offer suggestions on places we may want to look. I think you're going to hit a few of those later. Yes, I am. We got a
0: lot of feedback on that one.
1: So, you know, the bottom line is we're far from there, wherever there is. But it really, really does feel great to be on the path. And um, the major takeaway for you here is has nothing to do with campers, has nothing to do with troop leading procedures. But what it does have to do with is you don't find your path to simple living. Alright, You make your path to simple living. And our path certainly won't be yours, but we can share some tools and some experiences and support to one another along the way to help forge our own paths. And that's what it's really all about. And it all starts with some ideation, some determination, and some deliberate actions to not only make dreams a reality, but to make your journey a whole heck of a lot more fun, too. And as Mr. Lincoln said, the best way to predict your future is to create it. So start creating the future that you want today.
0: So what are some things you're doing to make your own path? Are you downsizing? Prepping for a new career? Starting a side gig business? What are some things holding you back from getting started? We'd like to know. So be sure to leave a comment and share at simplelifetogether.com slash 066.
1: Yeah, and so we're gonna uh, skip the thing segment for this week, right? Because right. you got a lot of feedback and cues and comments and some iTunes reviews to cover, don't you?
0: Right. No, you're gonna start off. So go okay. ahead and start off with
1: the uh, the iTunes reviews. Okay. TC Long LPC wrote, "I love these two. Dan and Vanessa feel like kindred spirits when I'm listening to them. I'm a techno geek like Dan, and my wife is an ultra organizer like Vanessa. Both of us are looking for ways to simplify our lives." Recently, I've been delving deeper into Evernote, and I've been using the Web Clipper feature to save pages of WordPress code and blog posts that I want to refer back to to help with my organizational goals. Thank you so much for your hard work and dedication. You guys are fantastic.
0: Well, thank, thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. That's very cool. Now, Prankster45 wrote, strategic simple living. I listened to your podcast for the first time about where you want to live. You might like downtown Fayetteville, Arkansas. Our state does have income tax, but seems to be a close match for the other criteria on your list. So good luck.
1: We will have to check out Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yeah, I didn't know Now, I, I'm not exactly sure. I used to spend a lot of time outside of Little Rock, and I'm not sure if uh, Fayetteville is uh, at Little Rock Air Force Base is where I used to go. I, that right. may be near Fayetteville. Yeah. So I might have to check it out. If I, if I recall, and it is, that's a nice little town. I loved Little Rock, that area. Awesome. So that was really cool. So the next one is from sherrylcarver.com. And Sherry writes, oh, ding, Sherry writes. (laughs) Sorry, I just had a big notification come in here. I thought I had that uh, uh, turned off. Uh, But Sherry writes, simple never gets old. Dan and Vanessa do not hide the fact that their pinnacle of a simple life is filled with changes, mistakes, margin, compromise, and first and foremost, what is best for their family. The best part for me is the exposure to new ideas, products, and life lessons with each new podcast. Simple is hard. Simple is laughter. Simple is sacrifice. And simple is a lifelong process. This is the reality show we are all looking for. Oh, uh, Sherry. You know, awesome. Sherry's awesome. That's not the first comment that she's left on yeah. iTunes. She goes back and changes from time to time. but. We love Sherry, and we got the chance to spend some time with her in Vegas. It was the last time. Yeah. And she is doing great things helping blended families to um, to work through the issues that all and blended families yeah. face. Yeah, mm-hmm. so check out Sherry at com.
0: Thanks, Sherry. Well, we also got some website comments, and these are all comments from our last show, which was episode 65, Strategic Simplicity. I was really amazed at how... It uh, really kind of struck a chord with a lot of people, or just had. We just got a lot of comments. So, Don wrote, "I sure do love listening to you folks. My wife and I have lived in thirty-seven places so far. We have only been married forty-eight years, so maybe another move or two. (laughs) (laughs) We love living in Old Orchard Beach, Maine, and I am afraid we don't qualify many of your requirements. We live on the ocean, and we have lots of winter. People are nice." It is just that some of these New Englanders think you need to be cold and distant until they have known you for about 20 years. (laughs) Anyway, happy birthday, Vanessa. Life is wonderful at my age, 69.
1: Congrats to you all. Oh, that's such a nice letter. And next we have Tanya of MauiShopGirl.com. And you all know Tanya. She was our first profile in Simplicity. Our only. Our only one. <laughs> <in simplicity. laughs> yeah. Nobody else ponied up for that. Come on, people. <laughs> Nobody wanna, wants to be a profile in Simplicity.
0: We want to We want to hear your story. And I'm sure other people would love to hear your story, too. So, But Ta- up.
1: Tanya's a tough act to follow, so I don't blame <laughs> folks. But she wrote, this episode was so helpful for me. As I look backwards and forwards in my life, I have begun to realize Every bad decision or consequence was a result of coasting through life. I don't mean life has been so easy I've coasted along, but more that I've never had a plan. I don't live in the moment impulsively, per se, but I've never gone through the analysis of pillars as you've done. This coasting has permeated into all areas of my life, from finances to men to career, with some serious consequences. At the beginning of 2014, instead of doing resolutions, I've been writing in a life journal, There are some pre-printed ones online with writing prompts, or you can make your own. Writing in a life journal is completely in line with your concept of life strategy, and the exercise is meant for all year, not just at the beginning. It goes through strengths, weaknesses, goals, and self-reflection. Writing down pillars and going through this methodology is a perfect activity for my journal. Be sure to let us know when Dan's product goes live. Is it on Quirky or a similar crowdsourcing platform? And happy birthday, Vanessa! And there are many good things to come with being in your forties. Mm. I was pleasantly surprised it wouldn't go back to any earlier decade. Well, oh, that's, that's good awesome. news.
0: That's good news, Hanya. I appreciate it, that. It sure is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, do you explain the product oh oh yeah there? and the product? Remember I, last week or on the last show, I mentioned that I had a, a product that was uh, taken up by a company. Well, it's not being uh, it's not on like Kickstarter or a Quirky or crowdsourcing platform. It's it's a done deal. I designed it. They grabbed a hold of it and manufactured it for. Uh, it's for current customers of their own product, and uh, as a matter of fact, people who who uh, wanted it, or the first initial ones, got their first uh, production models last weekend. So, really cool, really awesome, and it's really this. St- it's gotten me motivated to look back at some of my um, ideas that I want to do some some product development on. So, I'm going to be uh, pursuing that a little bit and some licensing because, man, I get I get ideas all the time, don't I?
0: Ooh. It's exhausting. Yeah, just tell you I know. I'm
1: just one of those guys. But
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's, really, it's a curse. It's, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just can't sleep at night. Yeah. Just constant ideas going. Jenny also wrote in and swears her town is the best town for us. So she says, wow, I had to pause the podcast and write because you two are describing my town. I had to laugh as you were listing all the ideal features you are looking for and mentally checking them off. We even have a military base. Not that I'm trying to pitch... Uh, Is it Mayford? Mayford, Ontario to you. We don't really want our secret to get out, but boy, it feels good hearing you two articulate all the ways I feel satisfied with my choice of town. We meet just about all your criteria except taxes and weather. We're in Canada, so I'm pretty sure our taxes would shock you. (laughs) As much as we grumble about them, I've always felt I get good return for my money. As for weather... Well, we're in Ontario, so I know Dan is familiar with those four seasons. Yeah. Let's face it. It really is winter with a side of summer and a sprinkling of sogginess in autumn. (laughs) Thank you for your thoughtful podcast. Your advice on being intentional about the place in the world you want to be is so wise. I will be thinking about looking inward, outward, behind, and forward in all my decision-making from now on. Enjoy your searching.
1: Oh, that's such a nice letter. Thank you, Jenny.
0: And Sarah wrote in, she says, I can really relate to your process and criteria. When you find a place that fits, I cannot wait to hear about it. You may just end up with some Simple Life Together listeners or
1: neighbors. (laughs) We're going to have a compound.
0: I know. (laughs) (laughs) And we also need to give a shout out to Hope, Cheryl, and Tony, who also wrote in regarding this uh, episode. So yeah, episode 65 was a pretty popular episode. So check it out if you haven't already.
1: So now I guess we'll move on to a couple of announcements.
0: Dan and I are speaking at the National Association of Professional Organizers Annual Conference in Phoenix. So we'll be in Phoenix, Arizona, Scottsdale, specifically, but it's all the same area, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From the 27th through the 31st of May. So if you're in the Phoenix area and are interested in a meetup, email me at vanessa at simplelifetogether.com and maybe we can set up something in Eventbrite. It would be great to
1: meet some of you. Sure would, mm-hmm. in person. And we'll discuss where we're all going to move to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, Simple Rev Tickets. Don't forget to pick up your tickets to the Simple Rev Simplicity Summit. It's being held on October 3rd and 4th in beautiful downtown Minneapolis on the University of St. Thomas campus. To get your tickets, just go to simplerev.com forward slash tickets. And there will be some great workshop leaders there, including Joshua Becker from Becoming Minimalist, Mike Vardy from theproductivityist.com, Brooks Duncan from Document Snap. Good old Brooks has been on the show before. Mm-hmm. David Delp from PilotFire.com and others. And also be sure to check out All Things Simple Rev, which is a podcast that I do with Joel. And uh, there is a link in the show notes or just search iTunes for Simple Rev. And on the last episode of Simple Rev, which was episode three, Joel and I talked to our friend Joshua Becker about
0: Whoa, simplicity maybe? You
1: got it. So, <laughs> so uh, check it out and have a listen.
0: Remember, if you have questions or comments, you can find all our contact info at com slash Vanessa or com slash Dan. So that's it for episode 66 of Simple Life Together. There's no path to simple living out there waiting for you. You have to find your way. But together, we can make the journey a bit easier. We can shape our future by sharing some triumphs and trials and tools and techniques to help each other out along the
1: way and be sure to pick up a copy of super mom versus super mom simplicity tips for busy moms it's a simple life guide to getting organized finding margin and embracing simplicity just for moms
0: and dance i always like and everybody i do too (laughs) you're right
1: just go to simplelifetogether.com forward slash supermom to get your copy today or just search on amazon folks it's there there Come you on, go. you'll find it. So, <laughs> As
0: usual, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com slash 066. If you keep up with our shows as they're released, look for our next show at the end of May 2014.
1: So let us know what you think of the show and how you're simplifying your life too. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your
0: Simple Life Together.